1: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No prescription. Over 18 by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: hello everyone this is from the fringe coverage of the traders uk season two i have a sweet taste like really rich chocolate i'm sarah carradine And something in his childhood has made him the man he is today. It's Sean Bryan. Hey, Sean.
3: Hello, hello. I'm Sean Bryan. And I promise you that I am not related to anyone on this podcast, at least that I know of. Like, nobody Mm -hmm. check Ancestry.com. We don't want to know that. I'm happy how I am.
2: We both have red hair. We're both (sighs) rangers. Dylan Reeves suggested that I might be your mother. Very rude. Sister, please. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> Look, hot singles seem to be closing on, on Dylan Reeve very quickly, so we should just leave him alone. He seems hot to be being hunted down in his
2: area. Yes, with us is a man who knows the game inside and out. He would never drink tea while Claudia is talking. It's Sam Smith. Hey, Sam.
4: Hello. Good evening. How are you? Good evening to you guys, and hello to everyone, whatever time of day or night you may be listening.
2: What a what a thoughtful uh, man. You are. <laughs>
4: I'm a very kind, faithful man I am. I'm always thinking about everyone.
2: So true, and you are living proof to all the naysayers who say, well, the traitors always win the traitors. Is that true, Sam? I don't think so. Um,
4: I can think of one example where the traitors did not win. <laughs> and it was the UK season one. <laughs> Isn't it so nice to be watching another version of the traitors that um I know I, I really enjoyed Canada as well, but what not watching Australia season two again, that's great.
2: <laughs> I you know, just between the three of us, everybody else, just take your earbuds out. I just want to talk to uh Sean and Sam for a moment. I thought Canada was a little bit boring. Like I enjoyed it and I watched it. Because no. any traders, boring traders is better than no traders. After Ferg- after Fear Silicious left. No. I, what oh. I think it
3: was is the weekly drops actually are tough for the show because the first episode not being a double cycle and not not even getting the result of a murder really just takes the like foot off the gas. And so it takes yeah, I feel like it takes like three to four episodes to really get into the swing of things, know the cast, know the strategy. And because waiting, for basically, a month before it gets really fired up, it just makes it feel that whole lot slower. Because we ended up binging Canada, yeah. and it was really ah, fun. Okay, I, I love the winner. Friday, by, by the way,
2: off. absolutely love the yeah. winner. What a what a yeah. perfect game. Only one other person's played a perfect game of the traders, and I'm talking to him. You liked Canada, oh. sir.
4: I really liked it. I think, I think I really liked the people in it. I Mm like there was a, there was a magician. There was a dentist. There was someone for me. I, I I just, everyone was really cool and lovely. I thought the, um, I thought the faithfuls played well. I thought the traders were good. I thought the missions were nice. The setting was good. I really liked it. I just thought everyone seemed nice and lovely and it wasn't too over the top. It wasn't too dramatic. Just felt like people playing the game and playing it pretty well. I thought, and that's why I very much enjoyed it.
3: I, I think that's what I'm enjoying about UK so far with this season two. The casting of UK is just insane. Like they cast what seems like normal people, but at the same time, manage to have a person who seems like they'd run a carnival in a Goosebumps novel. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> if you can work out who that is. Bonus points to you.
2: Yes. It's so, <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> Ugh. We drafted three people that we thought might be traitors. I picked Miles, Aubrey, and Molly. Spoiler: Miles was chosen by the traitors, and that's a twist that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. So I got one ride. Right. Like uh, Sean, who did you pick?
3: So I picked Diane, Charlie, and Zach. And so I seem to pick a person who is pretty switched on about calling out who the traitors are, and Zach, who everyone seems to be suspicious of, but also think he's too obviously not a trader. so i was completely <laughs> off the mark zero for three i had almost an 18 percent chance of getting this correct and i failed miserably how about you sam who'd you pick
4: well i i kind of cheated because i picked i picked three people that were just at the top of the list so i picked um anthony um i picked ash which i got yes and then there was and one other person who began with Andrew. a that i've forgotten
2: and Andrew. Andrew,
4: yeah. And which, um, which he was almost picked. So I, f- I feel like I feel I, I get, I get one point, but then I did go back and say, no, I'm going to go with, um, Harry, Charlie and Meg and Harry. So I kind of got six picks and got two. So I'll, I'll round that down to one out of three. I'll, I'll go with, that.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, with oh that. my gosh.
4: With Harry, with Harry, are you guys getting Sam season two of Australian vibes out of that guy?
2: Yes, yes, but nice. Yeah. yeah.
4: But an actual um, Nicer. Person. Yes, nice, nicer, yes. Yes, not yes. A, not a um, absolute sleazeball. <laughs> yes. Now.
2: I mean, it's interesting to see those. I mean, again, we get a psychic, to see those, you know, roles being filled that are similar one to mm-hmm. another. So full spoilers, everybody. Uh, we're going to chat about the three episodes and then afterwards we're going to do a winner draft, three picks each, winner takes all. Sam, get us started with episode one. What was your response to the cast, to the castle, to the Claudia, to the everything?
4: <laughs> well, it was lovely to be back in the, in, in, in that lovely uh, venue again. Um, when they lined up, when she and Claudia got everyone to line up at the beginning of the, of the episode, I thought, Oh gosh, what are they, what version? Are they going to do a New Zealand's version of that? Are they going to split them in half and do the run for the money um, thing that we did on our version of the show? But then they completely undercut it with a, (laughs) with a, get inside. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a bit of a letdown. I really thought they were going to do something um, twisty, but then of course they were saving that for the, the traders pick, right, which I really like the twist in that when mm. which they chose three traders and then they let those traders pick another fourth mm. trader. Oh, ho, 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 ho. It's great. It's a horrible little twist that I think is gonna make it very difficult for the faithfuls. But hopefully they can figure out that there are four and not three.
2: The the prevailing wisdom um it seems to be three.
3: Yeah uh, the next <laughs>
2: being yeah mm.
3: And it's interesting because Claudia really tried to prompt the faithful by saying, you won't know how many traders there are, which makes you think, which shouldn't hopefully make you think, well, that's a hint that it's not three. Maybe it's two, maybe it's four. But then it seemed to go from there. Everyone's really been pushing that there must be three. There must have been two to start with, and they've recruited one more. And I really liked the whole process of the recruitment because it meant there was a bit more stakes to the first episode, even though there wasn't a Mm -hmm. roundtable. It meant all the conversations people were having there was a lot more going on with those conversations and they were trying to suss everyone out and they didn't know what the other person wanted out of the conversation. And there was a beautiful camera shot of the three traders sitting next to each other before they'd actually met and found out they were traders. And like that person earned their money that day. Like that was brilliant. It was
4: wonderful. It was so great. You almost, I almost wanted them to say when they found <laughs> out who each other were, they were like, Hey, we were all sitting next to the billiards table together. That's crazy. <laughs> Um oh, one thing I do want to say is that we also never knew how many traders they there were. They always said there was going to be between two and five traders, and so no one knew. um we we managed to figure it out because we knew at what time um uh, we knew when someone could be recruited, like or no, when someone, yeah, when someone could be recruited, you had to be down to a certain number of people uh-huh. before you recruited. so that's how we knew, oh yes, this is. That's how we kept track of the numbers. But this is going to be – that system isn't going to work in this version of the show. So what's going to happen? It's going to be interesting.
2: I mean, that was one thing about your season, New Zealand 1. Uh, and, <laughs> listener, if you haven't seen it, spoiler. Um, I won. I won <laughs> it. I was the winner. I yeah, was the winner. As Sam was the winner. <laughs> but what – Co-winner. Very co-winner as well. With- but yes look, we yeah we cannot we cannot <laughs> go past mother anna lovely, lovely, mothered all lovely over anna. that season yeah. but uh, that was an interesting thing was the tight track that some of the faithful you and anna uh, and others kept on the mechanics of the game so you did counting you did gender uh, you did at what point can various things happen if this then that In a way that we hadn't seen and have not seen since a cast do. They may be doing it, we just haven't seen it. And I think that was one of the reasons I like New Zealand 1 a lot, uh, is because we saw the players really attached to the mechanics of the game and working it through, not gaming the game, but playing the game and understanding most of them, understanding the mechanics.
3: It is interesting from the perspective. I feel like in most other iterations other than UK1, we've said the faithful are actually worse off than the traders in most cases. Like the traders normally have a bit of an advantage and are more likely to win. And this twist has probably given the traders more of a leg up because it's allowed them to mess with some of those preconceived notions the faithful have, like the gender balance or the age groups, et cetera. Because by having them be able to pick the fourth one, by picking a third male, it's actually insulating the male traders a fair bit, because if they catch one or two male traders, the third one's going to be sitting pretty pretty, because they're going to be thinking, well, there must be females there unless they've recruited more males.
4: Exactly. It's such a good tactic if you're a trader to recruit someone who is the same age and gender as you, hmm. which is where I think Paul did such a clever thing getting miles in, whereas I don't know why Ash wasn't fighting for another woman out of that yes. lineup. And... Um, and all, well, we Harry's don't know known,
2: why so. Ash is doing quite a lot of the things that Ash is doing. I mean, I was sort of <laughs> a, bit, a bit incensed. Look, we may as well jump to that to that twist. I was a little incensed, going, well, "Getting another man." But of course, tactically, it's fantastic. So the the show gives us the option that the traders are looking at. Uh, Sean, who is it?
3: So it was Andrew. Who Andrew? I keep thinking his name is Ivan because he looks like every henchman in movies I've ever seen. Like, he just looks like the big, buff Russian henchman. And like, every time I feel like his name is Andrew, not Ivan. He's not just some random henchman. Like, he's there. His name is Andrew. We've also got. You see him doing
4: his his, his weights? Oh, with his big muscles. And then juxtaposing that that with Diane's squats. Yeah. I
3: love this. We need B roll of you in your room at night. Okay. I'm just going to be doing bicep curls shirtless. Like, that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I do at night. Isn't that what everyone does? Uh, when,
4: in um, at night? when in my one, when um when we did our B roll stuff, um, someone had already done brushing their teeth, and I was like, No, no, I used to be a dentist. I have to do the brushing the teeth thing. Like, no, we've done it already. So I had to wash my face like an idiot. Yes, <laughs> and I didn't get to do my thing because I used and to. be a And you didn't even do
2: first. the the wonderful scoop and splash that we understand from all television yeah. is how people wash yeah. their faces. Scoop and yeah. splash. So <laughs> Andrew. Uh, a uh, more- bad uh, uh, like an interesting choice but possibly potentially a bad choice he's a yes. bit of a he's not loud but he's a big presence and a bit of a mm-hmm. straight arrow who were the others uh, Sean
3: we also had Miles who I believe was making a cup of tea we had Sonia who one of knitting. Sonia and one yeah one was knitting which is great and then we also had Diane Big things to talk about with Diane later on. Yes,
2: yes. Mm.
3: So, what does everyone think about the choice of Miles? I think it was the right choice.
2: Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, th- I think from
4: Paul's perspective, yeah, absolutely best choice. Mm. And I think Miles is going to be a wonderful trader.
2: Mm. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, what else do we want to talk about in episode one? I would like to talk about the start of the Diane narrative dramatic arc. And that is that she decides uh, Anthony is – well, it's not even that she decides he's a traitor. She just wants to get rid of him. Great. Do you know why? He was rude to her. <laughs> Brilliant.
4: Before they were traitors as well. Uh-huh. I think when you're they were a traitor before up. you were a traitor, you wouldn't let me in the line. That doesn't make sense at That's all. Right. <laughs> so good.
2: But the other – the the other, thing, th- and I thought, oh, I'm on the fence with Diane. I could go one way or the other. But I fell completely under her spell at the first breakfast when she said out loud, oh, God, we don't all have to hug, do we? (laughs) 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 And I thought, yes, for, for season after season, iteration after iteration, we've seen this ceremony of the hugs at breakfast. They were all sort of cheering and clapping when people came in. And I thought, but there's, you know, there hasn't been a murder. You're not know, going you to see everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's hugging and there's Diane in the middle of it. Just She's not having a bar of it.
4: Oh, come on, you guys. Hugs are glorious. They're wonderful. You need to do it because otherwise you look suspicious. You've got to do them.
2: Yes, true. I mean, with 22 people, though, it seemed it seemed a lot uh johnny has one leg (laughs) it felt johnny uh oh johnny can i say johnny yes yeah johnny came
4: up as johnny started talking um he was describing what happened to his leg he was he was saying um just explaining what happened to him and i got real me vibes like real i had to explain about my ms to people he was doing the same thing with the immediate like johnny's my boy yeah go johnny he's doing all the right stuff i thought to not get eliminated on the first day, which was what my <laughs> strategy was for talking about my my disability, and um, so yeah. So I'm I'm fully on board with Johnny. He did something a bit later, maybe in the next couple of episodes that we'll get to mm. when we when we get to it. That um, maybe go, oh
2: come on, Johnny, you're my boy. You can't <laughs> yes. no. Just keep under that radar, my
4: friend. But yeah, I'm turning totally into it. And then Johnny,
2: when, the, is is Johnny the you of this season?
4: No, Johnny is way more popular and loud in the group than I was. I was I was very much hiding under the radar a little bit. Um, but um, the other moment I really loved is um, just jumping forward to the uh, the mission is when Molly slipped her hand out because she yeah. um, she she doesn't have a, doesn't have a hand. So when they tied her up, she just slipped it out. That was brilliant yeah. and such a great way to introduce that character. That was fantastic. Mm.
3: I was thinking because we often talk about the fact that if someone is adaptive in any way, they're often disadvantaged in the challenges. And this is the first time Mm -hmm. I can ever remember someone being adaptive and having that be a strength in the challenge and having that, or the missions, having that pay off. And so that's such a, if that can carry on in any way, like that's such an awesome thing for Molly to feel that win.
2: Well, it became a triumphant moment because they're tied at the risks to the post. She just slips the hand out she waves it to everyone and says the advantage of not having a hand and then she gets to untie her teammates and i thought that was fantastic
3: yeah especially to put that Go in the molly, first mission cool. where it can be a shining moment for molly which if not for that people might suggest that molly might be able to not be able to contribute as much in the missions and therefore that could be a reason to banish her despite being a trader or not a trader. so to give that triumphant moment early on can help solidify molly in the game oh and had something some... to talk about with the missions
4: as well that was very mm. interesting is the shield is now up for yep. grabs all
1: talk the time
4: it. in many different ways which is a fantastic fantastic Um, change to those missions. I think it's wonderful.
3: You mean you don't want to watch people walk one by one into a room and open a small chest every week for the rest of your life?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then an entire group get implicit immunity? Mm. No. So what do you think about Claudia inviting those with shields to admit that they have them? Would you rather that it was just if people happen to see them go for a shield or do you like that Claudia invites them to be public? I don't know
4: why you would hide that you would have that you'd have a shield. The fact that you'd hidden it is weirder. But then that's the thing as well, the traders won't know if you've got it. So I suspect mm. later on we'll get to a point where people will hide the fact that they've got the shield. But early on it's better to admit that you've got it. That's what I think so far.
2: But, Sean, what do you think about the accusations then about who went for the shield and the accusations of hypocrisy, especially against Kyra, who goes for the shield and then later critiques someone for going for the shield?
3: Well, it's such a tricky thing because one of the things I love, when I was thinking about the shield, it was like the logic is that if someone goes for the shield, they mustn't be a traitor because they don't want to be murdered. But then also doesn't that then mean the trader should go for the shield because then they look more like a faithful and it creates that kind of endless loop of double think that if someone goes for the shield, you don't really, you can't make any judgment about it other than if they're being a team player or not, which can then make them look better or worse to the team. So it's a tough thing that it's good just to have that extra layer of kind of social implications throughout the missions They can then have an impact on the roundtables where people can make those accusations and claim hypocrisy and have to defend themselves. And it just creates so many. All we saw in the votes throughout the episodes, things are spread everywhere because people just have such small relationships that are really fractured from all these different, just a couple of missions we've had so far.
4: I love watching Claudia I mean, I, go through the list of the um, votes and it's basically <laughs> everyone's got a vote. Uh one person's got two we'll see you later person with two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in two banishments there's there I mean look there's a little bit of groupthink but outside the groupthink it's a total scattershot it's not two names only it's four names it's five names. I think that it's it every reality television competition strategy, social game cast has its own culture that arises osmotically and it seems that the culture through these three episodes of this cast who haven't seen openly going for a shield, if if they haven't seen Australia one, is you are forgiven for going for a shield if you already did some work. So if you go straight for the shield, that's bad. But if you contributed to the team, that's okay. So Harry does quite a bit of work in the water. Then he goes for the shield. Kara does nothing but goes straight to the shield and then works. One is bad, one is good. Interesting.
3: Yeah, just to go back to the vote, I just did a bit of a check, and so so far throughout two banishments, eleven of the twenty-two members of the cast have received a vote.
4: That's amazing.
2: <laughs> Brilliant.
4: In our first banishment, 13 people voted for the same person.
2: (laughs) Yes. And it it need not be said, including you, because you voted correctly at every vote. Just saying. Go me. (laughs) So we must remember, of course, at the first banishment, there's only 21 because we have a murder first, Mm -hmm. which I do love a murder first. So we finish episode one with the new traitor, the unknown traitor entering the tower, and we had some wonderful straight down the barrel from Claudia saying, "It's you. Welcome to Look, She's looking at us. It's like, oh, Claudia's looking at me. Uh, so at the beginning of episode two, without any ado, they reveal that Miles is the new traitor. They seem very pleased with each other, and I took this as a great sign. Sam, what did you think about the the sort of mood, the vibe here as the four reveal themselves to each other, or as the three reveal themselves to the fourth?
4: Yeah yeah, it felt good. It felt like they were gonna be a really good team. <laughs> I felt like they were sort of balancing and agreeing with each other and um and yeah, they seemed very happy. I'm very very much feel like Paul is calling the shots straight away. But then more and more into the late episodes, we start to see Harry talking a bit more as well. Like, he's actually got some, I think, some fairly good opinions and good, he's thought some good strategy, despite being a 22-year-old, which is a child. And, um, and yeah, he just, and bringing on Miles, I think, was a very smart move. And and I thought Ash was going to be good as well, but she's kind of gone into background a little bit since then yes yes and
2: she's she's making errors which surprised me i thought she was Mm. going to be be stronger uh 22 year old harry is ex-military isn't he sean
3: yes he is
2: so i think that gives a little isn't he oh or is johnny's ex-military and
4: and 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 yeah and harry is military
2: so i Mm. think that gives you at 22 something a little bit different but he had does have that baby face sean
3: Yeah, it is interesting because he does seem, I thought he'd seem more disciplined than he currently seems, but he also seems very personable. So he's got a lot of social skills that often I find, well, Johnny's kind of breaking that stereotype too, that often a lot of the military type people in these shows are very um, loyalty, straight down the line. You must be truthful. Things are only a certain way. But he seems to have a lot of flex that he's willing to like ebb and flow with how the game goes and work more the social side of things more than anything else.
2: Sean, who was murdered? So we had was choice. it the harmless old lady? Harry, careful. I'm coming for you.
3: Can you believe <laughs> that the choice was between Aubrey, Diane, and Sonia, all the over-60s? I could not imagine, like, the biggest threats of the game being all of the older cast members. Like, that is, firstly, it's an impressive thing from casting because normally the older cast members are kind of seen as just kind of being there or being the mother of the group or, as in the instance of this case, I think that Aubrey looks like he would be that carnival leader that would pick up estranged children that disappear. But (laughs) all of
2: this,
3: (laughs) the first murder was Aubrey. Our carnival leader was gone. What did you think about Aubrey being the first choice? I called it
4: quite early on just because he was so loud, he was, and mm. no one's sort of learned from previous versions of the show. None of them I'd say maybe those, those three examples that were up, up on the, up on the block, none of them sort of learned the fact that you do need to be a bit quieter and well, and you don't well, need to be that yeah. loud mouth and, and accuse people all the time, which is what mm. Diane's gone straight on straight in with, which is crazy. Mm. Um, before cool. the traders have been picked. And then, yeah, Aubrey as well, um, doing the same sort of thing, saying, hey, I know who it is. I'm going to re- tell you all later. I'm very astute. I'm very onto it. Oh, you are? Okay, cool. We'll get you out of the game. Goodbye.
3: Well, I think after selling monorails to North <laughs> Haberbrook, I <and Oldenburg, laughs> really put him North on the map. Haberbrook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really I just saw
4: Music Man last year, at the end of last year. And, man, it's a good movie, the one that a uh, monorail episode of The Simpsons is based on. And, shit, you're, you, you were nailing this, Sean. You were- <laughs> this is funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sonia 2 is, is, is not as cl- – I mean, Harry said she was harmless. Uh, old people aren't harmless, Harry, but Sonia is playing it, playing it wrongly. And very interestingly um, – spoiler she's going to get God she says you've made a mistake and I thought well no you made a mistake you are out and they are still in the game but she is throwing accusations right left and center what's she doing Sam
4: it's crazy the the biggest the best thing you can do in this game is not be a threat to other people and to come in and be bold and that kind of thing to anyone even if they're not traitors, if, if you do it to a faithful, the faithful will be like, "Oh, you, why are you like this? It's so weird. I'm going to vote you off." If you do it to a traitor, a traitor's going to be like, "Well, that's a threat. I'm going to I'm going to murder you." It's just such a bad, there's no good way of doing that. Yeah, it's just it's just a stupid stupid thing to do in the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Diane's playing well. I just love her. <laughs> yep.
4: But is like okay. okay. oh, She's great. She okay. really. so, yeah. Yeah. Diane's got this other thing as well where she's quite lovable, but she's also crazy. Yeah,
3: I see <laughs> the vibe in her neighborhood Diane knows everything about every single other person without a single conversation taking place like she just has eyes everywhere. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, she she is the first one to mention Ash as far as we know. She's the first one to mention Ash and I thought okay, so what's Ash do? like the behavior of Andrew and Anthony not talking to each other noticing that very good, very astute they're not traitors but that it that can be traitor behavior. And, in fact, we did see uh, a traitor arriving late at breakfast, realising that the only seat was next to another traitor and hesitating Mm. poorly. And then the traitor said, oh, yes, yes, you can sit here. Here's a a chair. Here's a chair. And I thought, oh, let that wobble that the camera saw. I'm sure nobody else saw it, but that was very interesting. Mm. Yeah. The mission drove Annabelle Fiddler mad. I wonder if we can guess why people outside have to run to do bird calls which i thought was brilliant and the people inside the castle have to run and find the bird who are named by species name sean correctly named by their common name
3: maybe maybe just calling it flap flap or bird face (laughs) i think might have been one of the labels that i saw no big face maybe either way the main thing that this mission made me wonder is are we going to get a return of claudia's owl because Ooh. i need it back like that that owl Ooh. was a star the owl was amazing and that shot of the owl flying in when the car was driving
4: behind it in the first in the Ooh. first episode was incredible but man right. yeah i agree with annabelle this mission is stupid and i hate it
2: okay <laughs> good. Really let's dumb. move on <laughs>
4: <laughs> The main just, it, mission- you know it's It's the bell ringing one, but they've changed um, um, music that you're not going to get sued for using. All right. Dumb animal calls. It was was stupid. (laughs) 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 Hey! (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Hey! Yeah, cool. Well, great. Yeah. Oh, cool. And we're going to spend like two, we're going to spend like 15 minutes on it. Great. That's awesome. Like within the episode?
3: Yeah. The main point of interest here is that only the nine people outside looking for the bird calls could go for the shield and people would mm. not know which bird call was the shield. And then to have the extra element of choice at the end where Claudia asked which group got the shield, and they could have opted to not say so and just have a little bit of extra mystery around it where people may have been sus on a different group. Like I feel like if they didn't own up to it, so it was Andrew, Anthony, and Paul that got the shield, if they didn't own up to it, I think they would have been able to sell Kyra and Jazz down the river because Kyra, Jazz, and Harry got the shields in the first mission, and they could have really sold it as them being selfish.
4: Mm. That's a very good call. Yeah, that's nice. They should have done that.
2: I thought they weren't going to. Paul certainly didn't own up. But then when it was found out that it, they did do it, he blamed Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, people seem to be really liking Paul in the group, and I think that's very smart of Paul to him for him to do that. And kind of kind of front up to it as well. He sort of apologised. and said, oh, yeah, you know, Andrew did kind of lead the group, but then I went with it, so, you know, I'm as much to blame. So that seems very I, much um, a smart move, I think, by him.
3: I do have to admit with Paul, like, so when he had his first confessional, he seemed really arrogant as a marketing-type salesperson. And I was like, wow, like, he really wants to be a trader, like, this kind of rubs me the wrong way. And then just in every other moment he's been interacting with other cast members, he kind of butted me up and won me over. And I was like, oh, Paul's lovely. And then he can do no wrong by the rest of the cast. Like, they think that everything he does turns to gold. And I think yeah. that it's working really well that he's having that balanced kind of approach so far. They did the same thing with Wilf in
4: season one. They got the, a really nice sort of chill, funny guy to be the guess the lead traitor, you might say at the moment
2: Um,
4: and yeah with they're just doing the same thing again and it's and and I love it it's great
3: I want to be his friend I'll say too that he's doing quite well at being the lead trader without really being forceful in the group of traders it just seems like he's getting his way by quietly mentioning things and allowing the rest to latch onto it so he doesn't seem like he's saying we have to do this it's kind of like what do you think about this and he manages Mm -hmm. to get his way without forcing them to do it yeah He's yes. doing a very in-
4: smart thing of of by letting the other early on the other traitors be like, oh no, Harry, we'll go with your with your suggestion, which mm. I kind of imprinted in your mind mm. anyway. Um, we'll go with that. Then Harry's said, like, oh cool, Paul's got my back, and so on. If mm. he does that with all the other traitors until season three, until episode three, I mean, where he stabs mm. someone in the back, um, we will. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I think I think he's playing
3: well.
2: I think he's good at what managers call positioning where you lead someone to have an idea and then you agree with them. So I see him doing that. I see him mirroring other people. He's sort of like a human version of the room of requirements. Whoever you need him to be, he will be, you know. And, of course, Ranger representation. It can't be wrong. <laughs>
3: exactly.
4: I, can I just ask, um, in, in the, the group of uh, friends here, um, is that a term that non-redheaded people can use as well, or is it like me using, you know, a bad word?
3: I think Ranga's fine. Ginger, though. Ginger. Cannot. Yeah.
4: Ginger's yeah. bad? Okay, I won't say that. I will yeah. say ranger. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Only a ginger can call another ginger can ginger. another
4: ginger ginger.
2: Yes. Shall Uh, we get to the round table? Yes, please, Sean, to get us to the round table.
3: We get to the round table and Diane begins immediately in perfect Diane fashion and targets Anthony. Sean,
2: can we do a a reenactment? I'll be Claudia. You'll be Diane. So, everybody, who would like to be? I'll get us started. (laughs) Fabulous.
3: So she targets Anthony straight away. And what do you think about this targeting, just instantly?
2: Sam shaking his head. He can't even speak. At it's, the poor. it's such, at it's the such poor a pay. bad idea.
3: <laughs> it's um that we
4: we always uh, the the on on our scene we kind of went with this thing of um don't don't be the first piece person to talk at the at the round table. That means you're the one leading the charge. You're leading the conversation. Things will then turn back and be about you. We saw it happen. Like in, in our vision of the show, which thing of course got cut out, and I'm sure it happened here as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's you don't you don't want to stick your head above the pulpit early on. It's a dumb idea.
2: Yeah, and it almost seems every round table well, not every round table we've seen, but in in a vast majority, whoever gets mentioned first is not the person who goes. Now, mm. whether that's the editing, or whether that's as you say. Somebody gets the ball rolling, accuses somebody, and then other people speak up about others and then it shifts and moves. And you can even we watching the edited version can feel the change of the wind, can feel the shift towards the person that's going to go. Brian says there's something in that room that throws you off. Is that true? Did you get knocked off your centre in the room or is that just Brian who is not a sheep but is thought of as a sheep? (laughs) He's not a sheep, everybody, okay? Stop saying bar. <laughs>
4: he um, His name is Bar Ryan. Like, you can't, you've got to do
2: Ooh. it. He, um,
4: he, yeah, no, it is a, it's a strange room. There's a strange feeling about it. It seems very formal with all these people that you've just been sitting around and chatting. It feels quite removed from the rest of the game. You go in and then you're talking very seriously about, you know, people that you've been friends with. You've been like, oh, hey, by the way, friend that we've been talking about and hanging out, you do this weird thing and um and that's strange and so i'm gonna vote for you and it's 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 yeah it's a very serious room where everyone kind of loses their sense of humor (laughs) and it becomes Mm -hmm. and if anyone shows anything um, anything at all people can latch onto it and one wrong word in there you can become an an almost murder victim as um yeah brian Whatever the hell he was doing in, in episode three.
2: Ah, uh, what was he doing? Well, he may. That's who knows? It, 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 we don't know whether that will. Mm. Yeah. So, anything about the vote? So, Tracy, the psychic. Now, I hope that you both admire the fact that I have gone thirty-eight minutes without being excoriating about Tracy, the psychic. I will simply say, without comment, that she votes for Anthony, who's not a traitor. I said I wasn't going to comment, but I did. <laughs> He was Uh,
3: almost a traitor, though, so... Yeah. Mm.
2: (laughs) Okay.
4: The interesting thing about... um, Mediums are good at reading people, but good at reading people talking back at them when they're doing all that. But other people are also good at that. It's... Yeah, it's... It's a... (laughs) mediums have this weird extra power. They're the only ones going into the game with magic, and so they get this extra power to tell, so they do when you've got nothing else you kind of left to rely on this this medium thing that I don't believe in at all, but in this game it actually gains traction and it's not whether you believe in it, it's whether other people who you don't really know believe in it. So Yeah, that's why mediums keep coming on the show.
2: So Uh, we very cleverly saw your season, that you got rid of the the medium as as soon as you could, and presumably that was your your thinking. It's not about whether anybody believes them, because you could have an entire Mm. group of people not believing them. But that name can come out. I've got nothing Mm. else to go on except you drank rather a lot of water. Somebody I noticed drank rather a lot of water at the round table, and I was surprised nobody said hey, why did you just down your entire glass of water? And it could be the same with the medium saying, I feel this person.
3: Exactly right. Yeah, it's exactly right. Speaking of too much water, the tides changed in this boat very quickly, and our favourite <laughs> power walker from the bird challenge suddenly was getting a lot of black.
4: Go on. That was just brilliant.
3: That was great, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> So Sonia was suddenly copping a lot of heat. And when we got to the vote, Sonia got 15 of the 21 votes. Amazing. So from what seemed like such disparate conversations, and even I found that in both the roundtables so far, they didn't give us too much of where the votes were going. Like we didn't actually get too much of a Sonia pile on. We got a few people throwing suspicion at Sonia. We got Johnny talking about if Sonia is a faithful, he's going to look a lot more closely at Ross for suggesting her in the first place. But... Mm -hmm. I found that the roundtable was actually fairly balanced in terms of who they were potentially targeting. Yeah, that point—that was the moment with Johnny where I was like,
4: "Buddy, don't make an enemy. Eat with Ross. Don't make an enemy with anyone. What are you doing? Um, it's, it seems crazy to just pick up a—you know—it's stay away from it."
2: Yeah, if I vote for Sonia, and it turns out she's faithful, I am c- looking closely at you. You think I'm a traitor? No. But I'll be looking closely at, look you. at you.
3: Just uh, it's Like, yeah. wouldn't you look closely at everyone in this game?
2: I'd say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really what silly. did what did Sonia do wrong? How did she bring this upon herself?
3: She was quite
4: aggressive towards people. She would do that thing of saying, Oh, you're a traitor, which is someone that something that in our season Colin did all the time. And um, but because we all because uh, Colin's a celebrity in the country, we know he's that kind of person who does that. Whereas Sonia is just a, a seemingly very smart lady coming along, doing the exact same thing. Doesn't work for her. Again, it's putting her head above the pulpit. People turn on her and she's gone.
3: Sad to
2: see her go. She would have been good, I think.
3: She seems like a brilliant character.
2: Yeah. No traders get a vote in this roundtable. Hmm. Diane, cheers. Is- yes! When she finds Ooh. out that Sonia's a traitor, she is guys, She has a lot of. She has to go on a quite a broad apology tour after yeah. doing that. No, no, no. And then she. What a stupid thing to do! I what mean, an absolutely dumb thing to do. It's uh, it reads mm-hmm. bad
4: both ways. Like it either reads yes. as, <laughs> yeah, yes, we got rid of a faithful. <laughs> what a traitor would say, or. Yes, I don't know what the other vision is, but it's just dumb.
2: Yes, I was right. Nobody likes a know-it-all. Speaking of know-it-alls, yeah. Tracy says, "I knew she was a faithful." Well, <laughs> you know, so do we all now know now that she said it. I'm going to, I'm going to look. I will, I will back off on Tracy. The other thing Diane does after cheering yes is she does the tongue-tisking and the head shaking. Right. She does the disappointed mother, and I thought, "Are you mother or are you a mother?"
3: Hmm. because then we get into my favorite plot of this three episode arc of zach thinking that there is a mum and a child and thinking that diane is the mum and paul is the child i remember watching this and being like i loved the fact that they had a couple on last season imagine if they did that stunt casting every season like i don't know if there will be a mother and child but if there was like a father and daughter or like Two twins. Relative combination. Two twins, yes, yeah, and like, they swap Listen. out
2: every day. Sibling, like, this
3: would be brilliant, <laughs> but they probably haven't done it. And then we get into episode three, and what do we find out? That Diane is and, not Paul's mother, she's Ross's mother. And it's I, it's such I a would, good reveal, it was so good. I, my jaw dropped and stayed dropped for a good minute. Like I was yes. so shocked. I gasped. She delivered it.
2: She delivered it beautifully Ooh. because she's been told that Zach's going around saying this. She's in her confessional. She's looking at us. She's sort of quite amused. She said, Look, I wouldn't mind, you know, uh, if Paul was my son, but Paul is not my son. But Ross
4: is.
1: <laughs> oh my oh, God! Wow. And how are, the,
4: how so are the accents it's... so different? She's very well, Northern she... Ireland and he's very. British-ish.
3: Like, he grew up. I?
2: She, yeah, yeah, it's where he. It's where he grew up. But once you know, they are you can see Facially astonishingly alike. But, but you I just don't see it because he has a beard. You're not looking for yeah. it. Ah, yeah. oh, it's just brilliant.
3: It's, I love this casting so much because it serves no purpose to the overall game, but it brings so much funny drama to the show because there's so many interactions that are shown after that, where they show their interaction on the train, which we had already seen but didn't think any deeper into at the time, where they talk about why did Ross apply and he's like, oh, my mum made me to his mum. Like, it's, yeah.
2: it's so cool. Having to play that, the, And then like, about talking a about dinner. a roast dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Better than it's, my mother makes. What? It's pure comedy. Oh, you that should come brilliant. over to my house, then I'll come That's <laughs> It's great. That's so good. So good. So I like this pairing. Uh, I think it's going to be more can, successful can I, than our pairing. Yes?
4: Yeah, can I, I just say as well, I really hope they don't reveal that until the last one gets banished. Like if someone gets, someone gets murdered and then someone gets banished and then that person. So we get to see the reaction of everyone when they find it out, but they don't use it. They don't do a stupid breakfast thing and announce it in the middle of the breakfast. I think that'd be like (laughs) season one, which was really stupid.
2: Well, for those of you who didn't see season one, there was a boyfriend girlfriend couple And they were keeping it quiet, but then the boyfriend bursts out at breakfast with the extraordinary statement, she's my girlfriend, so she can't possibly be a traitor. And I thought, well, mate, how would you know? You don't know. So not only was it stupid, it was illogical, or the other way around.
4: I would have loved it as if Diane had been recruited as that fourth traitor. So then we would have the son of being like, my mum's being weird, I think my mum's a traitor. That would have been amazing.
3: It yes. could still happen yeah. or the opposite, Ross could be recruited ever. at some point like this. Mm-hmm. I would love that to happen. That would be so much fun. Especially because yeah, yeah just that dynamic would be great. But to talk about the traders, we then in episode two, we haven't talked about Traders Tower yet. We headed up there and Harry tells Ash that her name has come up and will continue to come up. And they start discussing <laughs> in Sarah who is the murder being decided between
2: Johnny. And I think perhaps it was his behaviour at the round table, question mark. I don't know what else he's done.
3: And it would Mm. throw suspicion on Ross more so just because of that comment.
2: Yeah, Yeah, though, again, the double think is, yes, but Mm. if Ross was a traitor, he wouldn't murder him. I've got this thing. I was thinking if I was to
4: do the show again, um, it would be kind of useful to have a rivalry going with another faithful or at least just one other person so that the traitors would keep you in the game knowing that you had this rivalry going and you would probably eventually banish each other or I thought that could be a a thing and potentially Johnny could be doing that. I've only had that thought right now and I think it might be, you know, it could potentially work, but it might be too risky.
3: Because it's happened unintentionally in a few of the seasons where two people have been bickering so much where the traitors just like, we're not gonna murder them, eventually they'll be banished. But then they also don't get banished because people are like they are way too messy to be traitors. And so yeah. it then just creates this kind of line to the end where often they then get banished around five or six. But if yeah. they are savvy enough or if one of them are a traitor, it can really get you through to the close to the end. Um in our season it was, yeah, Kings and Julia had
4: this thing going on throughout the whole Show and yeah, we that oh, well, they last very, yeah, a long way through both of them.
2: Hmm. So, Sam, when you are on All Stars, will you conspire with that person that you're having the rivalry Potentially. with? Potentially, because I fact it does not this. matter if they're a traitor or a faithful, you can still conspire with yeah. them. In,
4: in fact, it's really good if they're a traitor, <laughs> if you manage to yes. luck into getting to that with a traitor. Yeah, you'd be like, "Hey, look, I'm so certain that you are faithful. I am as well. Should we pretend to like have a thing going on so that you know they'll keep the traitors will keep us in the game? Yeah. They like, could do are that? just going to be
3: talking about the Sunday verse That's got a beef. Oh,
4: god! <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, but I I think that um, if I if they do do an All Stars and I get to do it, I'm just I've already won. <laughs> like I, the, I can't do any better. I'll be expecting to be banished almost straight away.
2: If, but if Sam, the whole thing is, if it was Survivor, yes, but if it or Big Brother or whatever, but here they're supposed to be banishing traitors. So someone would have to mount a very good campaign that because you had won. It makes sense that production would have made you a traitor.
4: Yeah, not, I would say bad, that they. I, I would say that they um they would probably make other traitors because the traitors are the people that become the stars of the show. They're the ones that people remember so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so so if even if you're a, even if you're the, whenever you, you become kind of known as well, if you are a faithful who wins the show. But other than that, it's the traitors that people remember. So I think I'd probably be casting a show with other people who were traitors in previous episodes. <laughs> That's what I say. So I also, I'm very that. available. Call me. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, Meg is one of the other people that are up for murder. Why, Sam? Why, Meg? Why?
4: I think because she's been quiet and too quiet um it's a thing that often happens early on people are just like hey we got to get rid of someone let's get rid of someone that no one one suspects because it'll it'll put everyone off guard but you could whoever you get rid of it's gonna it's it's, people are gonna vote off someone that they haven't really been talking to um because the other people they think are getting on side with them so meg is probably someone who wasn't forming maybe is potentially not forming those relationships, but I think she seems pleasant and smart, and her name is the same as my wife. so and she has brown hair and glasses like my wife. so I'm a big fan of hers, mm-hmm. and I wanted to stay because she's an illustrator as well, and that's cool.
2: Oh, very cool. And the <laughs> other the other candidate is Kyra.
3: So Kyra John? seems like a strong personality that they are worried cannot be controlled or swayed in any way. So they feel like by mm. murdering Kyra, you kind of cut off one of those strong voices that could really kind of get the ball rolling against one of them. So by murdering Kyra, they kind of stop that before it can really gain traction.
2: And I think indeed, it's like a smart move do. to
4: get rid of yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a smart re- yeah. move, getting rid of her. She, she keeps... Um, yeah she, she does exactly that she leads people on on certain thought trains and seems dramatic and basically in these shows I'm always like get get rid of the young people whoa my Alexa just went off that's cool
2: sorry can you excuse I do not know who me? is the <laughs> so Sean our mission in episode three field of gold
3: so race to reach a field of gold question and answer throughout the run it's Claudia always has a pun that gives them a bit of a hint towards the mission in this case was that she hopes they like straws because it was kind of a straw poll, but at the same time they were going to scarecrows which were made with straw. So there's a little bit of a double play on words happening there. But as they went through the fields, they were answering questions about the cast. Clearly they have been surveyed earlier about who's the most popular, who's the biggest sheep, things along those lines. Bar Ryan. Bar too... <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> Until they get to the field of scarecrows where they are then basically just ripping the guts out of scarecrows to either find gold coins or if they go for ones with hats, maybe a shield.
2: Dum-dum. Uh, Claudia know. is standing by a scarecrow in a Claudia wig. I just hope that we all noticed that.
4: <laughs> yes. I thought this was a great mission. It has a mix of all the good things. We It's got people talking about each other and why are they suspicious? And oh, who's popular? Oh, that's funny that they're popular and that kind of thing. Which we saw people talk about later as well. There was a spookiness with all the scarecrows, and when there were a million of them, that was that was such an awesome visual as well. Um, it had the the, um, the the finding going against what people were saying to find the um, the shield over the gold, and yeah, it's just I thought it was great. More of that, please.
2: Yes, it was visually interesting. That was the thing for me. They came upon a rise oh. and we saw them react to the field of scarecrows before we saw it. And it was it was pretty amazing.
3: My other favorite thing about these challenges so far has been that they do not have tracksuits like AU, but whenever they divide into teams, they get specifically colored items of clothing. Like in the first episode, the swimsuits had a little bit of color to them. In the next episode, looking for the birds, they had hats and shirts of a specific color. But in this mission, they had team flannels, which were brilliant. And what I loved about the flannels was it wasn't just they had either yellow, green, or blue flannels or red, that they also were allowed to wear it however they felt most comfortable wearing it. So you had a whole range of different kind of styles being shown up that suited each cast member. So it was a really cool way of showing you the teams, but also kind of giving them a uniform.
4: I love that Australians call them flannos. That's great. That's that's just lovely. <laughs> would you call it sam i would call it a um what do they call them a a, a chicken shirt a a flannelette shirt i just wouldn't call it a flannel i've actually um for those who are listening and not watching me which is most people i've just put on my blue hat that i got from our sheep challenge on the new zealand version of the traitors Mm -hmm. Um, yeah we had the same thing we were all allowed to wear the clothes however we saw I put mine on my on my head and wore it other people Mm -hmm. ripped the sleeves off theirs I thought that was disrespectful
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were pretending to be a scarecrow with a shield (laughs) I wish so Hmm. the action starts to ramp up we get car talk we've had car talk before but it, it didn't ping me enough to write it down but here we start cars are starting to talk about ash diane thinks it's ash diane's correct in the kitchen talk johnny thinks it's ash now this ash 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 we heard a little bit of it in the previous episode and she was warned in the tower that her name was in everyone's mouth i mean it was fantastic because she said well i don't think any of us has been mentioned and they all looked at her and went um (laughs) actually (laughs) you have (laughs) And so we get to the round table. Charlotte kicks off. She thinks Zach went for the shield. It's a bluff because he's a traitor. Then, well, what was it that led that Paul and Harry to exchange a secret look and vote for Ash? What, what, what led them to that? Because I think, Sam, you were very good at sniffing the wind uh, and seeing which way it was blowing. Did you ever look to see if you could figure out what name people were writing on the slate
4: no i didn't um i i know that brooke howard smith did that a lot throughout the, the, the show um but that neither i was too focused on working through everything that was running through my brain to try and try and um listen to or look at whatever things are. the other thing is I'm blind so I can't see what other people are yes. doing on the other side <laughs> yes, of the room of
2: course, yeah. I realized I was uh, asking a blind at- man yeah. if he looked at something so. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but the um but you could tell like you know you could tell by sounds for when a, when a chalk's writing on a slate or we could I'm not sure if these people have do they, do they have chalk yes they do well, because they were out their names which you're not allowed to do you're meant to only write down one name you're not meant to change it that's uh-huh. one of the rules. But people do it. I did so find
3: maybe not. I did find that Ash's answers, whenever she was questioned about anything, didn't help her case. She would often give yeah. non-answers or answers that actually dug in deeper to the issue that they were bringing up. And Tracy went hard on Ash, and Ash just didn't have the answers to kind of make her seem like a faithful. And from there, I think it was a bit of a downhill spiral. And I feel like if Brian didn't have his incredible meltdown, I think it would have been almost straight sets for Ash or between Ash and Diane. But Brian, like you could not put him in charge of sector seven G because that man melted down very quickly.
4: <laughs> that was crazy, right? Like it just came out of nowhere. Um It was It almost. Yeah. The only thing I could think of was, is if he's again, trying to seem suspicious for some reason so that the traitors, like, like, he's got a way bigger plan that he's working on. And I just don't think that's happening at all. I think he just legitimately just had a moment where he thought, hey, who here thinks that I'm a traitor? No, oh, oh, you're going to vote for me now?
2: Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it was, yeah, insane. It was strange, but I did notice that people were barring at him. And I thought, uh, it's a little, it's right on the, it's schoolyard bullying you know, and he was trying to be a good sport about it while also asking them not to to do it. So I think there was a sort of a strange thing there. So he, he got to the table very agitated and then was completely unable to express himself and he, he yeah. tied himself up. I'm sure if there are 20 pairs of eyes looking at you, that is very hard.
4: Am I right in saying as well that this is the first time we've had a, a split vote? I can't remember I I so. one in any of the versions of the show I've seen.
3: we've recently, um, with my partner Rachel, we've just been going through a lot of the seasons. And when we're watching through um, Canada and US and UK 1, Rachel constantly was asking, like, what happened in a tie? I was like, I don't know. We've never had a tie. And then we're watching this episode last night, and we're suddenly like, oh, my God, a tie. Like, what is going to happen? Yeah.
4: I think there was one in UK season one, but I think they edited it out. Because there was a weird one where people were talking about some things, and then people only ended up voting for two people. So I think there was one in there that they edited down. But yeah, it's this, this case you get you get um, a period of time to um, plead your case, and then everyone else votes just for the people that are in the tie.
2: Ash Brian and Diane get four votes each. They each get to make a plea. They don't vote. There's a revote, but a revote with absolutely no discussion. And if there's still a tie, Claudia tells us, your fate will be decided by chance. So whether that's the equivalent of a rock draw, whether everybody in the room now comes into play to be banished, I don't know, but I think that threat made people (laughs) think very carefully about not having another tie, which there isn't. It's just we don't know the outcome. What are our numbers, Sean?
3: So it's really interesting that currently we are in a tie between Ash and Brian and we currently only have one vote remaining. And what I find interesting about this is our last vote is Anthony. And in any other instance where we've had a cliffhanger with only one vote left, it has always been the traders vote that we are waiting on. And so when we were watching this, I thought for sure it was going to be miles vote that hadn't been shown, but miles voted for Brian while the other two traders after their eyebrow communication had voted against Ash. And so we are waiting on one vote. And I honestly, I think Anthony's going to vote for Ash because, based on his communication with Tracy earlier, he was super into Tracy's reading of him and that comment that he's the adult that he is now because of things that happened in his childhood. I think he's going to support Tracy. He's the only
2: person on the planet, everybody. Yeah. Nobody else is the adult there. (laughs)
3: But Anthony voted for
4: Diane in that.
3: Anthony voted for Diane. Yeah, so he voted for Diane on the first round table, Zach in the initial vote here, and so we don't know his vote now whether it's going to be Brian, Diane. Well, it's going to be between Brian and Ash because if it was Diane, they would not leave that as a cliffhanger because it would have no impact on the resolution.
2: That would be That would be amazing if he votes for Diane. I think it would
4: be a coin toss if they'd get one of those silver coins that were just on the table, they'd flick it, they'd have a slow motion shot of it rocking around and then... Sorry, Ash, you're going home.
2: Well, that's assuming that the only two people up for banishment at that point are the two people that are tied in the vote. I think you'd have to do that. You can't just then
4: kick off a random person.
3: I just imagine they take the two people out to the field and the owl chases both of them, the owl's Mm -hmm. talons pick up one and just flies them away, and just they're gone. that's cool. And
2: they're found at the bottom of a staircase. Yes, the owl did. I'm a great (laughs) subscriber to the owl theory.
3: And there'll be never a tie again because people just don't want that. After seeing it the first time, they are scarred.
2: Yes. (laughs) So uh, uh, other than the meltdown, the menti bee, Brian didn't seem to have done very much wrong. I mean, a couple of people when they voted for him the first time said, Lizzie, you weren't even on my radar and you have just pulled me to you with your behaviour. They said it slightly more kindly. But what has Ash done wrong, Sam?
4: She has been – what has she done? I think she's she's been quiet. She's been too quiet, first of all. And then when people talk to her, she's too aggressive, I think.
2: Yes, Somebody called her defense. Somebody sort of almost came to her defense yeah. at this roundtable by saying, "No, no, she's just being defensive." It's like, well, yeah, she is, and that tells me something.
4: And there's a thing so, that people do where they're defensive, but it doesn't, um, it, but uh, yeah, it doesn't s- turn to anyone else. It doesn't say, "You don't say like yes, I'm like that, but I'm like that person." Um, also, this person is like that. So is that person and this person. So I don't know why you're picking me over these out of these four when we are all the same kind of thing
2: yeah (laughs) all right so let's just take a quick poll sean who is being banished i think ash sam
4: i think ash as well
2: i think ash as well but we shall see so Mm. let's do our quick winner takes all draft we're going to make it a snake draft we're going to have three each you must have at least one traitor and at least one faithful in your draft Sam, you are our guest. You will go first. Oh, well, actually, you get to choose where you want to go. It's a snake draft. Do you want to go first, second or third?
4: I'll go first, please. Uh, And I will
2: pick Paul. Damn it. Mm. (laughs) So it's my turn next and I'm picking (laughs) Miles.
3: Oh, what I am going to pick well I've got to pick you the other. Got... I guess I need to pick the other trader. So Harry, because we all need a trader. Yeah.
2: And your next pick, Sean. <gasps> you I made a mistake
4: pick... there, Sean. Because no one, none of the rest of us are allowed to pick a trader. You should have picked your favorite faithful just then.
2: Sam, oh, yeah. li- this is mm. this is the winner. This is that's the winner, speaking. See, uh, you better uh, get that brain.
3: I'm going to pick. That's wow, weird. When you look at the faithful like this, they don't seem like they don't feel like a group of faithful that are going to win. I'm going to pick Diane for the fun. Oh! <laughs> don't you dare pick my son.
2: I'm picking Ross. Oh, Johnny,
4: my boy. Yes. And. Oh, do I get another one? Oh, that's yeah, great.
3: One yeah, more go- well, going this first is last a one. great
4: spot to go. Um, My last person that I'm going to pick to win the whole gosh darn thing is going to be a quiet person that's going to make their way through the show without kicking up a fuss at all. And that person is going to be, I'm trying to pick who's me in the group. Mm, uh, Molly, I'm going with Molly. Hmm. I am saying that I... I am a model as well, by picking me as me model. Of
2: course. Of course. <laughs> I'm going Charlie. Oh, Charlie's a good call. Sean? You both
3: picked the exact ones that I was thinking of. And yeah. now...
2: I think we all picked the list sure. of of nine gonna pick, that, that we're all going to pick. Yes. I'm
3: going to pick Andrew in brackets Ivan. The <laughs> chaos.
2: Yes, I don't he would have been so far down in my draft, but all the others would have been in my top 8.
4: Well done. Can we do it can we do a bench person as well? Yes,
2: let's do that. Does that work? Okay. Yeah.
3: So Sean you'd have so, the first. All right, so I will Sean, pick
2: bench. Uh, I'm going to pick Jasmine. Oh, good choice. I'm going to pick Charlotte.
4: Oh, damn it. That's the person I was going to pick. <laughs> I think Charlotte has had a good amount of screen time for um, for, someone being there early on. That, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with...
2: I'll go with Meg. Yep. Of course you'll go with Meg. I'll go with Meg. Of course I will. All right. So that's the bench. So when our first one goes out, we get to replace them. And then that's it. All right. Sam, what have you got going on and where can the people find you if you want to be found?
4: I want to be found. Um, I'm at Sam Smith Comedy on all the things and the other things I've going on. I've got a new book coming out um, next month. Yeah, it's called Don't Scare the Dentist. It's a book that um, teaches children how they can look after their dentist because, as we all know, dentists are terrified of children. So that's coming out soon. And then I've got another couple of books coming out in July and uh, November later this year, which is my new adventure series, which is called Miles and Jones. And it's about two real cool kids who who are hanging out in their local park one day when it gets cursed by an ultra-villain. And they have to defeat the ultra-villain. And it will run for, I'm
3: hoping, 26 books,
4: starting with these two that come out later this year.
2: (laughs) And, Sean, what about you?
3: Well, you can follow me at Sheenobri on Twitter or whatever it's called these days, which I'll never call it, where I tweet a lot of Simpsons memes about TV shows. Um, or Sean pretends to be an athlete on Instagram if you want to see me hang on to my fleeting days of athleticism. Um or otherwise I have a I have an educational YouTube channel, which you should probably never watch, but if you want to learn some basic economics, it's called the Running Economy on YouTube. How about you, Sarah? What's going on with you?
2: Uh you can follow me <laughs> at Sarah Carradine on social media of of every kind and any kind, over on RHAP Reality TV, Rahap Ups, I do a weekly true crime review podcast. It's called Crime Scene with the Great Murray Forth Coming up next, Chappelle joins us to discuss Hell Camp Teen Nightmare. Don't miss it. That sounds
3: like a, that sounds like it'd be a great just wow. teen TV show, yes or a adventure <laughs> novel series. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm just taking some notes down right now. So yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, just don't have any of your teens die, Sam, which is what happens in this okay. documentary. Spoiler.
4: oh good, yeah, mine mine is like uh, like some seven year old kids, so I probably will keep that I'll probably keep it a bit lighter than that.
2: <laughs> yeah keep keep the murderer <laughs> out of the kids' book.
4: I'll leave the murders to the traitors, which I'm very much enjoying this. I feel like this is going to be a very good season of the show.
2: Thanks so much to Sam Smith for joining us in the gorgeous Scottish Highlands. Oh, I the new and to Isaiah and the team at Sign Up Podcasts, Remember, hate is going to hate
1: and trade is going to trade
4: and skaters going to skate.
1: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place
0: you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.